Storm Bowling Products. The Bowlers Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight podcast is Julia Bond. Julia bowled collegiately at the University of Nebraska, where back in 2015, she was part of the NCAA championship winning team at Nebraska. Julia spent four years on Junior Team USA and is currently on Team USA. Julia, it's Tim Berg and Coach Casey of Clemkin. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to be here. Well, certainly you're making a little bit of news in the coaching ranks of collegiate bowling where you signed on to be a, a assisting coach and helping out with the Judson University team there in Illinois. So why don't you tell us how that all came about and what some of your responsibilities are going to be with the team? So what ended up actually happening and – it kind of happened by chance. Like coaching is something that people have always asked me about or inquired is like, Hey, like, would you be interested in doing it? And I would always kind of be really hesitant. Like, you know, I just don't know if it's the right time or I don't know if I'd even be good at it. You know, I just, I really didn't have an answer, but a mutual friend of Vince and I actually, we, we were talking and she's like, Hey, you know, he's trying to find somebody. Do you think it'd be, you know, you'd be interested. And in my head, I was just like, Oh man, you know, is this, this going to be finally my opportunity. And so I told her like, you know what? Yeah. Give Vince my number and tell him to contact me. And you know, I'm, I'm going to go for it. And the reason that I think that I, I thought that this was the right moment is because with everything with COVID this year and the PWBA tour being suspended, it kind of came up. It's just like, well, you know, are there, would this be the, the right opportunity to start doing things that, you know, maybe I, I was too afraid to do before, you know, since can't bowl as often. And, and so anyway, I told her, you know, I'm going to go for it. And so Vince contacted me. And again, I've known Vince for a really, really long time. I'm only a year older than his son. And so if anything, Vince has watched me grow up and, you know, got in contact and we got, you know, hit it off right away. And here I am. And, oh, and as far That's as responsibilities cool. go, yeah. right. I'm like, again, I just think it's so cool, you know, and just the way that things work out, you know, I was so blessed, you know, for the opportunity, but as far as responsibilities go, I'm the assistant women's coach. And so I'm pretty much oversee the women's program. I'm involved in their physical games, what we do during practice. And also I'm involved with the guys. I'm really, you know, an extra set of eyes, you know, for Vince who oversees the whole program. And having had the experiences you had in, in collegiate bowling, I mean, you worked under in, in bold under Bill Straub and, and Paul Klempa and Bill, of course, has long been known to be one of the, you know, most reputable and respected uh, coaches there is in our sport, especially in college bowling. So, what were you able to, or what do you hope to be able to kind of bring from your experience as a, as a player now to the coaching side? Is there certain aspects of uh, coaching philosophy that you really uh, adhered to and are kind of excited to bring forth? I'm really glad that you brought up Bill and Paul, because like what you said, you know, that, you know, to spend, you know, four years bowling underneath them, 
you know, I always, you know, it's, that was just an honor in general to be the bull for Nebraska and to see them firsthand. And so really what I, what I want to take from Bill and Paul is they, they like simplicity. And that's something that I try to implement into my game is really, you know, pretty much move as efficient as possible. You know, I'm me myself, I'm not a really flashy bowler and I think that's okay. You know, I really like having the simple game. And so that's kind of what I want to bring to the, like help the girls is again, I want them to really be empowered with their games. I'm not interested in, you know, starting from scratch or breaking down their games. I want to take what they're already strong, strong at and, Again, just make them stronger and work on the things that maybe they've struggled with. But ultimately, I want to bring and share the knowledge that you know I've learned over the years, you know, from Bill and even personal coaches. And again, bring them as much information as possible so they can make their own choices with their game. And again, I want it to be a lot of communication. I want to know what they're thinking, what they're feeling, and so we can come to you know an agreement of sorts. So I think overall I want I just want them to be really empowered with their games and just give them all the information that I have. And how big of an advantage do you think it will be that you're not that far removed from bowling in college and you're close to their age group so you're able you're able to understand maybe a little bit more of what they're going through whether that be college life whether that be this, you know, their class load, whether everything just in general, where someone who's a little bit older, it might be a struggle because they've been removed from it for a longer period of time. Right, exactly. And, and, I, and to be honest with you, I literally told a recruit's parents that maybe maybe two weeks ago that that's what I, like, I thought that that was a, another strength that I was bringing is that, you know, I graduated in 2019. My last bowling year was 2018. And, you know, like what you said, I'm in the same age group. And so, and again, it's, it's pretty much exactly what you said, is that a lot of the things that they're going through are the things that I went through. And so and I think on the other hand is that I, I'm i a naturally competitive person, so I hope I can be able to not only, again, relate to them, but also be able to maybe transfer that competitive nature that I have, like, into them. And, 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 I, and I think that... and I. Again, going back before, again, just along with communicating is also build that trust. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm really starting to see and feel that is that, again, being closer to their age and also going through collegiate bowling, I think um, they're able to trust me a little bit faster because they know the experience that I've mm. had and, to, again, to just be able to relate to them. And so I think that's been, that's been really, really cool and special to see. It's probably something like you're, you're able to tell maybe your big sister something you can't tell your mom, you know, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, exactly. A, a little, little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's cool. Hey, one of the things I've always thought was really fascinating about your story, Julia, going talking about school and your time there in Nebraska Lincoln, uh, was your time in the classroom in uh, forensic biology. I think it was as well, which is something we don't hear a lot of. And uh, talk just a little bit about your major. Um, maybe how you're uh, either using or hoping to use that uh, in the future, and then what kind of advice you have. I mean, a lot of times student-athletes have 
trouble balancing their time in the classroom and on the lanes and maybe working a part-time job and trying to do all that stuff all at once. Right. So for me with forensic biology, I think it really started maybe my junior year of high school, maybe in my sophomore year of high school. I've, I've always really had a passion for biology and one of my biology classes, we got, we had a really in-depth discussion about DNA. And from that moment on, I was just hooked. Like I, not only did I find the subject matter just cool and amazing, just the application with DNA and just, again, for being this tiny, tiny molecule, it is, it is just crazy all the information that is packed into the small thing that, you know, it basically has all the information that makes me, me and you, you. And again, I just think it's Mm -hmm. super cool. I can geek out about it all Mm -hmm. day. And then (laughs) going through high school and then when I had, you know, deciding where to go, go away for school, I knew that again, that I was interested in a biology major. I thought, you know, let's just go really basic and just, you know, take all the classes and again, learn about all the different applications that it has. And then I'll go from there. And then I think it was my sophomore year of college. Um, again, forensics was, that's what I was leaning towards. And again, Nebraska is very fortunate that they do have a forensic program. And so again, I thought at first, before I was a little nervous, I was, again, it's kind of a trend with me, you know, being a little hesitant and, you know, having to push myself to make that jump. And so I decided to switch majors. And I'm so happy that I did because, mm-hmm. again, all the classes that I, I got to take and the opportunities and all the people that I got to meet, like, I, I totally would have regretted not switching majors. And so even though I had to, I had to add on another year at my time at Nebraska, which, you know, I wasn't complaining about because I just loved it there. So that, mm-hmm. wasn't, that, wasn't, that wasn't the problem at all. And then, yeah, no, from, again, forensic, it just, I, what I really like about forensic and specifically forensic biology is that, you know, there's, you're basically putting this giant puzzle together and the biology aspect is a little bit, maybe your toxicology is a little bit, you know, you have your detectives, you know, putting their pieces in and you're essentially solving this puzzle together. And I just think it's incredible all the different scientific, um, what's it called? The different, I'm losing my train of thought on the words, but either way, all these different just the areas of science. Here. Yes, thank goodness gracious. <laughs> having all We're here for you. <laughs> thank you. And coming together to solving, you know, a common a common problem, and I just think it's awesome. And as far as my future goes, the way that I envisioned it, you know, pre-COVID, was again to go on tour a couple years, see where that takes me. And, you know, if I get to a point where, you know, I realize that, you know, maybe bowling tour full time isn't for me or, you know, whatever life throws at me, you know, then go into my forensic career. And that's, you know, again, and now that, you know, we're kind of living in this, in the time that we are now, you know, have to be a little bit flexible. But again, I, mm-hmm. I just love bowling so much and forensics is also my other passion. So I kind of, I'm kind of feeling it out a little bit, you know, still. So we'll see what happens. 
So regarding bowling, you guys brought in Liz Johnson with the team, and she was practicing with the with the, the teams you have there. How cool is that to have one of the best women bowlers of all time be able to come out and uh, and chew up and just practice? And and I mean, for me, my my thought would be that has to help the, both teams out to to just be bowling with with someone of of Liz's stature to know that and they they could be in that situation in a in a tournament where they're bowling against. Uh, a Wichita or a Nebraska or a, one of these big storied teams and to think, you know what, we bowled with Liz Johnson. We can bowl with anyone. Right, for sure. When, when Vince told me that we were bringing Liz to, to do the Q&A and for her to bowl with us, like I was just, I was so excited. Like I, I could not wait for that weekend to come by. And Liz Johnson, she's just amazing. She's an amazing bowler, but she's even more so an amazing person. And so to have both the men and the women's team be able to write down questions and for her to sit there. And what was really nice about it, it was that it was very conversational. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't like this stiff interview or anything like that. It was just, it was very free flowing and people were able to ask follow up questions and just really get to know Liz as a person. And what I thought was really cool is that she went through her story and so to see where she started and where she ended up, I think is amazing. And the other part, and it just, it blows my mind whenever I think about it, is that unfortunately, you know, when Liz was in the prime of her career, you know, the women's tour, you know, it, it folded. And so there's this, there's mm-hmm. this 10 year gap where, you know, she, she, you know, she, there was no tour and she was in the prime, but she still, you know, but to bowl with the men and still have all these accomplishments and then to come out on the other side with the PWA and win player of the year and have all these accomplishments, it's just blows my mind. She is just so cool. You know, she's just amazing. And I thought it was just awesome for the, for the girls and the guys to, to sit there and and hear her. One of her big messages was to not take things for granted. And because you never know what's going to happen. You know, like, like I said, the tour, and she's also had a couple injuries here and there, but you know, to just take what, take what you have and run with it and just be grateful. And so, yeah, her to sit there and take the time to talk to us was awesome. And then even for us to, to bowl with her, because initially we just, we were just going to have, has the kiddos bowl with her, but then the men's assistant coach had this really great idea to for us to basically do a baker challenge. So we had mm-hmm. the ki- so we had the kids and teams, and then they pulled out of a hat to see which one of us they got. So I bowled, Vince bowled, Don bowled, and Liz bowled, and then we had we had another alum come in to fill in that spot, and so we were basically all competing against each other. And so I thought that was a really really cool opportunity. Mm-hmm for the men and the women to have to, again, not only, again, literally bowl with Liz Johnson, but technically bowl against her. So it was just, it was an amazing time. Like, I'm really, I'm really grateful that she came in and was able to do that with us. That is cool. And she started with collegiate bowling herself at Moorhead. So then that mm-hmm. helps, you know, just relate even that much more uh, to, you know, to the players on your team. So, yeah, that's, right. that's really cool. And, uh, and how are you and Vince, you know, Vince is a good friend of, of ourselves and a good friend of mine as well. We were on Team USA together and had some great experiences and stories and stuff. And, uh, but how does, uh, when you're looking at dealing with COVID and trying to plan for a year that maybe they thought what this fall was going to be like, how are you guys 
you know, you talked a little bit before about the importance of being uh, flexible and kind of making adjustments on the fly. Like we, like I think everybody uh, is doing right now, kind of given that, but uh, how much has that affected what, you know, what you guys were doing for maybe where you were initially thinking you'd be competing and, and spending more time on either practice or tryouts or applications. How are you balancing all that stuff? Right. At first we were, we were a little kind of nervous and disappointed about not being able to compete this semester, but I think we quickly realized that this might kind of be sort of a blessing in disguise, if that makes sense, because our team or the women's team, there's, there's seven, there's seven girls, five are freshmen, two are seniors. And so when we thought about it, you know, cause we, again, we don't have all the answers right now, but uh, for us, our first competition would be in January, starting in January. And so when we thought about it, it's just like, wow, we have all this time to not only get to know the girls, but also really focus on the things that we want to focus on in their games, whether that be the physical side or the mental and emotional side. And so we really kind of just changed our perspective and how we thought about it. It's like, you know, yeah, it would be really nice to be competing, but we have all this time to do the things that we want to do. And so it's been, I think it's been good. I think the girls, again, we, we, and we try to be as competitive as we can be in, in, in practice. So they don't, they don't lose that edge. If that makes sense. So again, I can tell that they're rearing to go, but they've been really patient and really understanding with us and the, the plan and the process that, that we have for them. So it's frustrating to not compete. But I think, I think it's in the long run, it's it's going to be a positive that we've been able to spend so much time um, on the game. And my final question is, you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, but just regarding you and your personal thought for how you thought things were going to go pre-COVID and then now how life has thrown you and frankly probably everyone a bit of a curveball what have you been able to learn from that and how, how you were able to handle things now? That's a really good question. And to be honest with you, it was really tough at first. And I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way is that when everything happened, there was, I mean, there's still a lot of unknown, but at the beginning, like it kind of felt, you know, a little, a little lost. You know, a lot of us, you know, put so much time and effort into you know, it's the things that we're passionate about. So to have all that go on hold was a little, was like a little jarring. It was a little scary. It was like, you know, and it was like, in a way, it's like, you know, this is, you know, I think a lot of people feel this way. It's like, you know, like that was my job. And now, and now I can't do my job or I, you know, the things that make me happy, I can't do anymore. And that was kind of scary. But as we've progressed through these times and I've gotten to, you know, sit down with myself and, you know, sit down with, you know, the people that I care about and talk to them and realize that, you know, kind of ask, you know, kind of do like an introspective conversation and be like, well, what can I do now? Like what, like, and it's really those for bowling too. It's like, what can I control and what can't I control? And so the things that I couldn't control I just had to kind of push aside. I was like, you know what? I can't do anything about it. You know, it's not, it's not in my personal best interest to, to focus on those things. And so to really 
change my mindset and focus on the things that I can't control. What are the things that I can do for myself right now? What are the things that I can do for my family? And that's really helped, helped me stay positive and, and motivated. And so when, so, so when things finally opened up and I was able to practice, like it, first of all, I was ecstatic to be able to just go out and, and do the thing, you know, the thing that I love most. But I like I don't think I felt that motivated in like a really really long time, you know. And I think being able to you know being forced to not be able to do it and then be able to do it, I think really made me grateful for you know what I had before, but also grateful about what what's going to happen in the future because you know eventually this too shall pass. We don't know when but it will happen. And so I think it's really made me look inside and be grateful for the things that I have and really hopeful for the things in the future. And it just goes to prove how wise Liz Johnson is talking about not taking things for granted. You know, you never know where it's at. It's like, and the same thing goes in bowling. You know, you, 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 you bowl your first, uh, your first game of the block and you shoot, uh, uh, 258 and you're, you already have visions of running away with the trophy and the money and everything. And you got, you got to take things kind of one step at a time. So. Right. Exactly. Awesome stuff. All right. Well, thanks Julia for joining us. We uh, definitely wish you the best at, uh, at Judson and say hi to Vince and we will look forward to checking back in with your team later on in the year as you guys get some time to compete on the lanes as everybody gets back into college bowling once uh, January one hits. It's actually not that far away now, even though at one point it just seemed like an eternity. Right. And uh, mm-hmm. and want to wish you the best, and we'll look forward to chatting again. Awesome. Great. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate your time. <laughs>